are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Mariners. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. Today is Friday, February 25th, 2022. I am your host, Tidding Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon, where we talk about the Mariners even more, and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week. Visit patreon.com forward slash control zone for more information on that if you are interested and want more of us. And today, it is Fan Fiction Friday, of course, here on Locked On Mariners. You know the drill. We're reading all of your Mariners trade proposals and grading them on the 20 to 80 scouting scale. And Colby and I are still a little bit both under the the weather still. And uh, so if you hear us having to clear our throats and uh, sound a little stuffed up, apologies for that. Uh, But if this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you listen to this. We greatly appreciate it. So let's get into these trades. Let's start with what we got. Yeah, our email at lockdownmariners at gmail.com. Adam wants to know if uh, we like the steal with the Padres. It's Gabriel Gonzalez, Zach Deloach, Edwin Arroyo, and Drew Steckenrider to the uh, to the Padres for CJ Abrams and Eric Hosmer. So basically, you're taking on the contract of Hosmer to lower the cost of acquisition for one of the game's best pros- prospects in Abrams. Um, what do you think about the steal, Colby? No. No, uh, Eric Hosmer is bad, like straight up. I'm not taking on Eric Hosmer's contract for anybody on the Padres in the Padres farm system. Um, no, it just, it dies at the inclusion of Hosmer for me. I'm not interested at all. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't know. Like I like Abrams a lot. I don't think you, I don't think the Padres would do this in the end though. Like, I don't think they're that they're that desperate to get rid of Hosmer to give up one of the best prospects in the game for him uh, to, to get him off of their books. For me personally, I I'm, I'm more open to the idea because Abrams is just so interesting and, and really highly touted than, than maybe Colby is, but it's a lot of money that you're taking on. It causes a headache positionally and, and roster wise. And uh, for me, it's also a no, as far as a grade, I think it's probably almost, honestly probably only like a 30. Yeah, I think that's about right. It just <clears throat> Eric Hosmer is the most overrated player in baseball. He's just a guy. I mean, he's been in the league now for 11 years, 10 years, and he has an 11 war. Mm-hmm. He only has uh, three seasons of over uh, <laughs> over a 1.5 uh f4 and he's got four seasons uh, with a negative f4 yep the dude's just a dude like he's replacement level at best no yep. thanks all right so jay qua has a deal with the rockies herman marquez and Rymel tapia coming over from the rockies for noelvi Marte and emerson hancock colby uh the rockies aren't trading herman marquez uh it's it's really that's not for that not, not I don't that. really think for anything that's realistically going to be. I mean, out there. if they got Julio, if they if they got Julio offered to them, I think they would yeah, trade. Marquez. I don't know. The Rockies, but the Mariners should absolutely not do that because Marquez. Look, Marquez at best. Let's let's just call it what it is. He's a mid rotation starter. 
He's not an ace. Right. He honestly, to me, he's probably not even a number two. No. I think he's a saw. I think he's a strong number three, but that is not worth like Noelvi Marte and Emerson Hancock. I think that's great value for the for the Rockies. If I'm the Rockies, I absolutely do that. But are the Rockies yeah. gonna do that? No. No. And the that's Rockies, stupid, right? The Rockies are stupid for for saying no to the uh, steal if they do. Yeah, but I mean then again, the Rockies gave up Nolan Arenado for pocket change. So Yeah. <laughs> so Oh, and then they uh they didn't trade John Gray and got nothing for him at the deadline. So, you know, it's yeah. The Rockies are a dumpster fire. Yeah. Um, I, that's because that's why I don't know for sure that they would say yes to this or even uh, even Julio because they're they're that bad. Um, it's it's a bit of a joke over there. Um, <clears throat> Tapia is an interesting guy. Uh, I think we've joked that he's like future Jerry Depoto trade target, Rymel Tapia, because uh, he does a lot of the things that Jerry likes. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, but I, at the end of the day, I don't think this is a package the Mariners should give up for Marquez, uh, because like Ty said, I, I think ultimately I would rather have somebody like Luis Castillo um, than Herman Marquez, and I think I can get Castillo for less than this even. So probably, yeah, um, yeah. The, the Reds are are more likely than not a lot easier to to negotiate yeah. with than the Rockies. So yeah, I would agree. Um, so I like Tapia. I, I like, you know, Marquez is a guy that we heard very early on and we haven't really circled back. Um, mm-hmm. so that, that was, uh, that was kind of refreshing, but, uh, yeah, overall, I'm not sure the Mariners should do this deal. Um, and I don't know no. if the Rockies would take it, even though they absolutely should. Um, yeah, but, uh, valuation wise, yeah. like if we're just talking pure valuation, this is probably a little bit of an overpay for the Mariners, right? Which um, is probably something you'd have to do to get Marquez from the yeah. Rockies if they were actually willing to trade him. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll give it like a 45. I'll give this, yeah, that's what I was going to say as well. I'm, I'm going to give it a 45. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's a good spot for it. So, um, yeah, good stuff, Jay Qua. All right, so here's what we have on Twitter now. Uh, I thought we initially had three trades in the email, but it's actually two. One of them, uh, one of the emails that we got was actually a question that we'll be answering on Monday instead. So, Aiden at SFNE58 wants to know if we would trade Andy Thomas, 2021 draft pick, catcher out of Baylor, and second baseman slash outfielder Cody Gross for to the Guardians for Rynell Delgado, a second base slash third base prospect, and left-handed pitcher Tanner Tully. So Aiden coming through with the uh, very, uh, you know, low under the radar deals of course like he always says yeah <laughs> what do you think? Um, <clears throat> my answer is no to this uh you know it, it's totally is a soft toss like he's a lefty he's i mean that's basically what he is he's your like prototypical number five number six guy he's not better than mark gavages um and andy thomas while we kind of make fun of him and forget about him he was the club's fifth round pick out of baylor last year um he was a he was a money saver, so uh, it's you know rightfully so. But he's a catcher, which is incredibly hard to find. He hits left-handed, which is incredibly hard to find. There are some really nice CTZ tendencies about him. He he seems to understand the strike zone very well, and he's actually got a little bit more power than uh, than I think people realize. So I'm not saying Andy Thomas is you know even a top 50 prospect in this Mariner system, but there's there's some Carter Ben style upside here where, you know, he's probably not an everyday catcher, but a catcher who, you know, starts 70, 70, 80 times a year and, and you know, probably gives you good at bats and hits uh, 
you know, 240 with some good on base and fringe average mm-hmm. defense that that has value. And he's 23. He's not, you know, he doesn't have to be put on the 40 man roster for a few more years. I believe both of the guys um, that the Mariners would be acquiring in this deal both need to be added to the 40 man. So, um, yeah, I actually I like Andy Thomas as a very deep sleeper, just not to be like a, you know, everyday yeah. 50 grade player. I, I just think that he's yeah. probably a, a future big leaguer. Yeah. Delgado is going to get exposed to the rule five. I'm not adding someone with that, yeah. um, with that profile to my 40 man. So, uh, Tully, eh, like you said, just kind of a guy. Eh, I don't know. Uh, the, the thing with the seal is like, I wouldn't really care if it happened, but I just feel like it's unnecessary. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to give this like, I don't know, 38, 40. I'll give it a maybe. 40. I don't know. What are you feeling? I'll yeah. give it a 40. It's, it's, yeah, I just, I don't know. I guess I didn't realize how big of an Andy Thomas fan I was until this question came in. So, <laughs> so Dakota wants to know. <laughs> If uh, Dakota wants to know if uh, we would trade Jake Fraley to the Royals for Andrew Benatendi and if the Royals would actually accept that. Benatendi has one year left on his deal. Fraley, of course, has what, four, five? Uh, five, I believe. Um, yeah. Um, Fraley is obviously, you know, can walk some or did for a little while during the season, but is pretty much virtually useless against lefties. But he gives a Royals team, he would give a Royals team that is likely not going to compete in 2022, a longer term option in left field rather than Ben attendee. But to me, I, I just, I feel like you're going to have to come to the table with a bit more for Ben attendee, even though he only has a year left. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a noted fan of Ben attendee. Um, he's certainly a guy that I think makes a lot of sense for the Mariners to, uh, to try and trade for if he is available, uh, left-handed hitter plus glove in left field, uh, can hit lead off. These are all things the Mariners need. Um, not a ton of power, which is an ideal, but fringe average power. Uh, the issue is, is Fraley. Um, if the Royals are going to trade been attending, I don't think they are at least not in, uh, you know, before the regular season starts. Um, I think the Royals are going to look for something that has more upside, even if it is a little bit further away. Um, because the absolute ceiling of Jake Fraley is Ben attendee, and that's probably not going to happen. So um, I think they would probably look at somebody like um, maybe just maybe you could do something like Labrada and Carlson, but they're probably going to be looking for, I, I bet they would ask for Alberto Rodriguez, like somebody in that range. Um, yeah. At which point are you interested? Uh, kind of depends on how you feel about Rodriguez or Gabriel Gonzalez or, um, <clears throat> or you know, Starlin Aguilar, somebody like that. So, um, yeah, I don't think Fraley's going to be enough. I, I do like the Ben Attendee call, but I, I think maybe Fraley's the secondary piece that allows you to get away with giving up only, you know, Will Fleming instead of Levi Stout or something like that. But I just I don't see that happening so uh i'll give it a, a 45 43 
Sure. I'll uh, I'll give it like uh, I'll give it a forty because I don't think the Royals would do this at the end yeah. of the day. But I like the Ben Attendee call. I like the fit of that. Um, yeah, that would be an interesting um, avenue for the uh, for the Mariners to go down. But yep. I, I just don't think that's how they would get it done. All right, so we got a, a trade with the Blue Jays. We got a, an absolute moronic Yankees fan whose tweet was sent to us. Uh, we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about some other trades that you sent to us over the last 24 hours or so in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by Bilt Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions, that is. But not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Built Bar, and it almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Now, all Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're low-calorie, high in protein, so replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. So go to built.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And there's so many amazing flavors they have to offer. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. Mm, Just sounds so good. Now, go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. Use promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at built.com. You're listening to Locked On Mariners. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. And just a reminder to check out Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts just like us. So let's hop back into these trade proposals that you sent to us, starting with Roshan Bratt, who has a deal with the Blue Jays. Mariners received catcher Alejandro Kirk and Kevin Biggio the utility infielder for Taylor Trammell, Connor Phillips. Alejandro Kirk is, is, is the thing that gets me hung up here. There have been some reports that they're trying to make um, room, you know, in their catching ranks right now. They have Jansen, they have, uh, they have McGuire and, and obviously they have Kirk and, and they're trying to make some room here for, for Gabby Moreno, who's going to be coming up. He's one of their top prospects, one of the best prospects in the game. Um, but the, the reports were that they were trying to hammer out a deal with the Marlins for one of the Marlins starters for, for Kirk. Um, and I think that's pretty much what you would have to give up or what you would have to kind of match, uh, to get Kirk. So I don't think the Mariners really have that, right? Like I, they don't have an Eliza Hernandez or a Pablo Lopez or anyone like that. Who's going to help them get Alejandro Kirk. Um, who's a really good player. Uh, so yeah, I, that's where it pretty much begins and ends for me. Um, I just don't think you were giving up enough here for the blue Jays cause they're, they're going to want something that helps them in, uh, in 2022 and Taylor Trammell, Taylor Trammell might, but also they have kind of a little bit of a log jam in the outfield. I just, I don't, I don't think it makes a ton of sense for the blue Jays, this package. Yeah. So might think, might be in the key. I'm going to get this one like a 35. Yeah, the issue is is that the Blue Jays are 
at least in the same position, if not a little bit ahead of you. So why would they give up, you know, Kevin Biggio, who Ty doesn't like for some reason, who I think is he's a useful major leaguer. We can agree on that. Um, Where are they going to give that up? And a prospect who they're trying to flip for starting pitching for an outfielder who bombed at the big league level, who still has a lot of talent, but you can't count on him this year. Um, and Connor Phillips, who I think is probably going to start the year at double A and still has a long way to go. So, yeah, it, it's just yeah. the Mariners and the Blue Jays are a very tough fit because they're both almost in the exact same spot. They're a, they're a team that is, you know, trying. Yeah, sorry. Trying to kind of make that next step. And I just don't see this deal uh, working out too well. Going to give this deal like a. a Thirty-five. I just don't think the two sides match up all that well, to be honest with you. Yeah, not for Kirk. No, uh, if Kirk is the centerpiece, I just don't think. Like I said, I just don't think that the Mariners have what it takes uh, to get him I mean, because I, I think the asking price from the Blue Jays' perspective is very specific, yeah. and there's only like a certain return that they're going to uh, take for for Kirk. It's not just going to be you know the best prospect available or the the best major leaguer available it's you they want someone that they can add towards the uh, middle or back of the rotation for him so yeah i mean yeah. not for nothing by the way but they very well could ask for phillips for reese mcguire so that's how that's how right. thin catching is right now so uh yeah just yeah. you're not going to get that for you're not going to get kirk for that it just it's it's yeah the two side, the two teams just don't line up for that type of trade right now. Yeah. All right. So, friend of the show, Jordan Lovett, who's been one of our day one supporters since we started our uh, Patreon show, patreon.com forward slash control zone. Shameless plug. He uh, sent us a tweet from someone named the great John Dean at YRE20 or YRC21 on Twitter, who said, after the lockout, if you're the Mariners, and by the way, we, we should acknowledge that this guy is, is like, he doesn't say it in his bio anywhere, but it's pretty clear he's a Yankees fan. But he said, after the lockout, if you're the Mariners, would you trade Logan Gilbert for Luke Voigt to shore up first base? I think I would if I'm the Mariners. Then Crazy Shark, who, who also has listened to our show and submitted some questions to us responded and said no Ty France is our first baseman and you do not give up a young stud pitcher for him and then the guy said if Ty France is your first base you don't have a first base I think that should tell us all we need to know about the uh, quote unquote great John Dean here who let's just say it does not know ball this trade idea this Gilbert for Voigt idea it breaks the scale this is a zero. <laughs> Usually the lowest is 20. This is a zero. Yeah, not to mention uh, Ty France was better than Voigt last year. So yep. kind of, uh-oh. Argument already starting to fall apart here. I like Voigt. Um, not really a fit in Seattle and certainly not for Gilbert. Um, you know, this is the type of guy who who uh, the memes about, you know, Yankee fans wanting to trade Miguel Andahar and, and Clint Frazier for Shohei Otani, like that joke. This is the reason that joke exists. And I'm hoping he's trolling. Yeah. Um, but I, I know, seem like it. 
I know some Yankee fans and, and like they legitimately, most of them do think like this. So yeah, uh, yeah just give me all your best players for my leftovers. That's just, it's not going to work. And so um, <clears throat> forget this point that, you know, Ty France is better than Luke Voigt. Um, he's also younger and cheaper and has more club control. Forget all of that. Um, I'm not trading Logan Gilbert for any first baseman in baseball. There's just not enough value there. So yeah, no. you got a you got a guy who came up was actually pretty good and uh, helped you a lot in September. with basically one pitch, with basically one pitch, and has number two upside, maybe even number one if you know you, you squint. Get him, you get him for six years too. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess most um, basically seven years if you count this last year. So you get him for six more years. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, unless it, unless that first baseman is like literally Vlad Guerrero Jr. No, you're not getting Logan Gilbert for any first baseman. Not interested. Yep. yep. Zero. Uh, like I said, breaks the scale. Zero. All right. Wally at JWP and W has a deal with the Red Sox. Zach Deloach, Emerson Hancock, and Adam Mako to the Red Sox for Alex Verdugo and Jackie Bradley Jr. So part of it is taking on Bradley here, but the Red Sox traded for, I, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I, why would they trade for Dugo for prospects? Like they're going to try yeah. to compete next, this year. Why, why would they do that? That's my initial thought. Like, I'm not trying to be mean about it. Right. Like I'm, I'm just saying like, right. if you're looking at it from the Red Sox, Red Sox perspective, this makes them significantly worse for 2022. Yeah, I like Verdugo, so I, I understand the want to go get him. Um, I think he's a yeah, he's same. A, yeah, I think he's a, a very good player who can handle center field pretty well. Uh, pretty solid hitter. Probably going to be in the 110 to 120 WRC plus range. Yeah. He's got three years of club control left. Um, he's a good player. He really is. He's only 25. Uh, so I think we need to mention here, though, that that this trade was presented in a screenshot from our favorite website, baseballtradevalues.com, which does have the total value pretty much lined up. It's twenty four point eight to uh, to the Red Sox and twenty five point five to the Mariners. But again, so I get why like someone would see that and think like, oh yeah, this is a reasonable trade, but it's not baseball from the Reds. Baseball Red trade Sox values ignores. Uh, uh, it, it treats trade value as if it's in a, in a vacuum and it's not, there are real world factors here. And like Ty said, one of them is, is that the Red Sox are trying to make the playoffs in 2022. And this deal does not just make the playoffs. They're trying to win a world series. Right. And this deal takes them further away from that. So uh, if the Red Sox were clearly rebuilding, maybe, but even, I don't know if that's enough for three years of Verdugo. Um, yeah. I, I like those prospects, but it's it's a it's it's a little bit better than bulk, but it's it's there isn't to, like like Hancock is the leading piece, right? But there's also right. issues with Hancock, and, yeah. and, you know that that people have. I don't agree with them, but there's been a lot of talk about Hancock and how his value has diminished right. over the if, last year if for you take no good reason if we're being yeah, real but yeah. yeah exactly if you take all the context out of it and just look at the the valuation or so or you know basic basic valuation i think this deal is 
roughly in the, in the ballpark. Um, but again, you have to look at context. The Red Sox, they are trying to win the World Series in 2022. Trading for three guys who don't help them do that and trading an, you know, an everyday player for them to, to get that done, not going to happen. And Bradley only has one year left in, on his deal, and, and it's the Red Sox. They can absorb the $12 million and be fine. So, yeah. Um, you know, again, in the vacuum valuation wise, it's probably about right. Maybe a little heavy for the Mariners, honestly. Um, but again, with with context added in, it's probably a thirty five for me. Um, yeah, same. Yeah, I mean, just value wise, it might be a forty five. But again, context matters a lot. So yeah, thirty five. Yeah, yeah, agreed. All right, we got four trades to go. Just a moment, but real quick, a reminder, this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by BetOnline.net. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. And from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so Wally's got another trade, also coming from BaseballTradeValues.com. I think this one is a little bit better. I can wrap my head around this one a little bit more than the last one. Rays get Justin Dunn for Kevin Kiermeyer and Austin Meadows. So a part of this, obviously, is taking on the contract of Kiermeyer to get Meadows. For me personally, like I think Dunn makes some sense for the Rays. I think he, he he's pretty interesting I, I, for them for what they usually like to do with their pitchers. I, I, I think there would be some interest there in him. I think you could probably get Kevin Kiermeyer for Justin Dunn because it's more about getting the contract off of their books than anything for the Rays, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But when you add Meadows in there as well, who's pretty good, um, mm-hmm. has a couple years left to control. I just, I don't know... I don't know if Dunn plus taking on the contract of Kiermaier is enough for them to give up Meadows. Do you feel differently, Colby? No. Um, Meadows is a good but not great bat. Um, He is trending hard towards DH only, which is, I mean, it's about a 50-50 split between him and the outfield and DH last year. Not ideal. Yeah, and that They're, creates a bit of a problem in itself for the Mariners as right. well. Right. He's a left-handed. Right. Meadows is left-handed bat, but it's not. It's not plus power, but it's not like it's probably thirty home runs is about the most you could expect from him. Um, Meadows is a good player. He's only going to make about four million bucks this year. Arb one. Uh, and because of that, I don't think that taking on all of Kiermaier's contract, who is still a valuable player, by the way, is enough to get away with just done. Honestly, I think if you want these two guys, I think the Rays probably come to you and ask about Brandon Williamson. Um, yeah. And I think at that point, you know, the Mariners are going to say no to that. Um, done yeah. for Kiermaier straight up, maybe. But I feel like you could even get Kiermaier for maybe a little bit less than that, but uh, obviously you're not going right. to cry if you trade Justin Dunn. 
Um, so yeah, again, I, I like the idea, the package deal idea. Uh, Meadows is is a guy that uh, we've talked about a little bit on CTZ as maybe kind of you know, mm-hmm. kind of a left handed outfield bat that could fit. Uh, Kiermaier, we've talked about quite a bit uh, for his center field defense. Um, I just think I just think your your offer here is too light. Um, I, I think for those two right. together, I I really think they're going to ask about Williamson, and then they might settle on Stout, um, maybe Phillips and Dunn, something like that. So uh, I'll give it a forty. I like the Meadows idea. Yeah, I'll uh, yeah, I'll give it a forty as well. Um, I think it's solid at least. Um, I don't think it would get it done, but I think maybe you. I think get you've into the conversation. I think you've identified players that each side would like and have interest in. Sure, it's just a matter, of, you know, finding the the correct pieces around these three guys to make it happen. Yeah. All right. So I don't know what to say at Dower Optimus on Twitter. <laughs> Mariners trade Taylor Jamel, Nick Margavich, Victor Labrada, Zach DeLoach to the Nationals for Eric Fetty and Victor Robles. It's going to be a big fat no for me. <laughs> uh, this is a lot for the Mariners to give up for a really good defensive center fielder. Don't get me wrong. He's really good out there with the glove. But he is, uh, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say he's a liability at the plate, but he is not great hitting wise. Then Eric Fetty is kind of a dude, really. So, yeah, for, for Deloach, Labrada, Margavages, Margavages is inconsequential here, but Deloach, Labrada, and Tremel, uh, no, no. Like, if absolutely everything breaks right for Fetty, he might give you a Chris Flex in a year or two. And that's everything has to break right. It's just it's not going to happen. So, yeah, this is way too much to give. Um, I wouldn't trade Taylor Trammell for Victor Robles and Eric Fetty straight up. No. So I'm certainly Same. not adding all that other stuff. So, uh, no, it just unless I'm missing something on, on Robles, but I'm not willing to bank on any kind of potential upside in the bat five years into his big league career. So I'm out on that one. Yeah, uh, I'm going to give this one a... 25 frankly i'll give it a 30 mostly because of the robles thing that's a that's an interesting player but again it's 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 probably like if you're looking for a deal similar to this that might actually work it's probably robles for deloach and even that seems like a bit of an overpay for me so that's um yeah honestly like also robles got sent down i believe The bat is really bad. Like, I think he was on a bad Nationals team, yeah. too. Like, that's... Honestly, I don't know if I would trade Victor Labrada for him. <clears throat> Labrada's interesting. Yeah, like... Uh, oh, wait, yeah. wait, wait, hold on, yeah, hold, on I, hold on, hold on, hold uh, on. Uh-huh. Side note, Victor Labrada... Or, sorry, uh, Victor Robles has been in the big leagues for five years, but he's only accrued three years of service time. So he does have three years of club control. Um, yeah, but I mean, he's still not. Good. Yeah, I'll bump this up to <laughs> because of that. I, I thought he had one year left. Uh, it's. Yeah, I did, too. He's been in the league five years, just only accrued three years of service. So uh, I'll bump it up to 35, but I just don't want to take the chance on the bat 
I'd rather have some safety in that position. Honestly, I don't think that changes the grade for me. Hmm. He's still just like, he's a glove first center fielder, which like has some value, but I could go get Billy Hamilton for a million bucks or whatever, you know, if I really needed that. So, yeah. All right. Daisy and the Dingo uh, wants to know if we would trade for prospect Josh H. Smith from the Rangers in a three-team deal where Cal Quantrill winds up going to Texas and the Rangers give up Sam Huff to the Guardians and the Mariners give Cade Marlowe and Levi Stout to the Guardians. Smith is a uh, pretty interesting prospect who's performing at the minor league level, uh, but uh, Levi Stout and Cade Marlowe, uh, so it's quite a bit. It's a hefty price. And I don't know. um, The Rangers giving up Sam Huff and and Smith in this deal for Quantrill. I mean, Quantrill's coming off a pretty decent year, but still, I just, eh, there's, there's a lot that I hesitate with on this deal. How do you feel? I feel like Sam Huff and Josh Smith is a little bit too much to give up for Quantrill, um, who I like, but I also like Smith. Um, Huff's a guy whose prospect star is definitely dimmed, so I get you know why he's included in this deal. Uh, but again, it feels like just a little too much to give up for uh, Quantrill. Um, you know, the, the I think the Guardians probably take this side of the deal, although they probably would rather just have Josh Smith um, than Marlowe or Stout. Well, you know what? I, I bet Cleveland's pretty interested in in, uh, in Levi Stout. That seems like a... Yeah, no, I, w- I would say that as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah, so I don't think the valuation overall is that far off. I just wonder, like, if I'm the Mariners, right, what am I going to do with Josh Smith? Play him at third base? Right. Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd probably just roll with with Toro at this point. So, um, I like Josh Smith. Uh, I just I'm would I give up Levi Stout and Cade Marlowe to get him? Not the way things are currently situated. If if JP Crawford also, gets hurt like, or or something like that, then maybe. But yeah. Also, like, look, I know that the Rangers just gave a ton of money to Seager and Simeon and John Gray to a to a lesser extent. But giving up a guy, a young prospect who is really on the rise and maybe they could play him at third base eventually for Cal Quantrill, who's good, but not like, like he's not going to shift the needle that much for them in 2022. Let's be real about that. Right. They need a lot more than Cal Quantrill. And the Rangers farm is trash already. So, yeah. Yeah, as my iPhone goes off. Um I don't even know if you heard that. I, but I didn't. <laughs> what if yeah, what if instead of Quantrill yeah. they were getting somebody like Plesak, who I know we don't like all that much, but you know. He's probably I mean, Plesak is fine, don't get me wrong. It's just like he's just kind of a you know a Well, he's probably a safer type. bet. He's probably a safer bet to help you now and in the future than than Quantrill. Like I like sure. Quantrill. But Plesak is is safer uh, to be a starter, at least. So, yeah, I just I feel like 
Well, first of all, it, it gets it's high, it gets high grades for creativity. It's certainly creative. Um, sure. A lot of names we haven't heard before. I just wonder what the what the benefit would be to the Mariners to trade Stout for Smith. Stout and yeah. Marlow for Smith because I, like I, I like I like I like or I like uh, I like Stout too. And obviously, Seattle has a need for infield prospects, but they're kind of in a good spot at the major league level, at least. Right. I mean, they have Frazier, they have Toro, yeah. they have JP, they have France. So Smith is probably going to be major league ready at some point this year. Mm-hmm. Do you trust him to be the third baseman? Uh, no. Well, and also it's like he doesn't really have the power for it. Right. Yeah, so it's kind like, of if you already have Adam Frazier at second base. Like, yeah, Smith reminds yeah. me of Brad Miller. If you're looking for a comp here, um, ironically, both don't wear batting gloves, uh, so that's awesome. But uh, it kind of <laughs> reminds me of Brad Miller. And so, if if that's what you're looking for, just go sign Brad Miller for three million bucks and keep Levi Stout. I think I'd rather have Stout than Smith. Um, if we're being honest, uh, I just I like Stout. Yeah quite a bit um and i'm totally prepared for mm-hmm. him to get traded for for sunny gray or something like that and i'll be bummed just like i was when they moved shenton but at least with when when they do that i'm getting a proven major leaguer uh in return for that so yeah right. i'll give i'll give this one a 50 okay. though uh i think it's creative and i i think it valuation wise it works pretty well i'll give it a, actually i'll give it a 55 okay uh i'll give it a 48 <laughs> yeah yeah you're yeah. you're the optimist today <laughs> optimist okay i yeah i just eh, today yeah i don't know there's like i said there's a lot that makes me hesitate with this deal so that's why i'm I'm going 48 there's a lot of questions that i have and usually if i have a lot of questions when it comes to a deal that means that there's something wrong but it it is like creative you. so i give you props for that um so yeah Eh, I'll bump it up to a 50. All right. So uh, Daisy has another deal, and this is our last one of the day. Outfield prospect Stephen Kwan from the Guardians for Adam Mako. For me personally, look, Kwan is probably going to come up in 2022 at some point. Mm-hmm. I get it. Like, I get I get the reasoning for this. I I kind of I I don't really see like the the Guardians doing this especially where where with where they are right now and then I don't like I don't know Mako is really good I've said this a bunch on the show you and I have both said this call me uh, a bunch on the show Adam Mako is really good prospect yep and he's and he's on the rise like he might he might even raise his, his ceiling a little bit more I just ugh. Yeah, I don't know. That right. that's a tough that would be a tough one for me to swallow. And I just don't know how much Quan is going to contribute to me in twenty twenty two. I get the reasoning, so I'll give this one a fifty two, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I think it's pretty solid. I think it's pretty creative. I get it. I just personally I don't know if I would pull the trigger on this. Quan's not gonna have for any power. Like none. Um, yeah, and that's another issue. And he's look, got a very the Mariners right now. How swing. they're constructed, they need more power. Yeah, he's got a very flat swing. Um, <clears throat> he has tremendous plate discipline and, and strike zone judgment. He also puts a ton of pitches in play. Um, it's kind of Adam Frazier esque, only he plays center field instead of second base. 
Um, Quan's a, a good, solid prospect. Mako is <clears throat> probably a bit more risk than Quan, certainly, but probably higher upside too. And, and you know, I, I've said this a few times. I haven't said it in a while though, but I think the Mariners are probably higher on Adam Mako than the rest of us think they are, or the rest of us even are. Like I, I think they love Adam Mako and Milcar Perez. Does that mean they won't trade him? No, of course not. But are they going to flip him for? prospects essentially no i think they i think they really like the upside of those two guys so um oddly enough if you had said somebody like connor phillips i probably would have given it a a 50 55 which is weird because a lot of people have phillips ahead of uh, ahead of uh maco and i might too but i don't know why i just i i I like adam maco quite a bit um quant's a nice player though so like i'm not gonna be upset if they did this but i just prefer maco i'm gonna give it a 50 because I, th- I think it's okay. <clears throat> i think it's creative and it's it's a solid offer so i'll give it a 50 cool all right well that's going to do our first show thank you so much for joining us here on locked on mariners for colby patnoon i'm tidy gonzalez be sure to give us a follow on twitter at lo underscore mariners you can follow me at dan gonzalez that's d-a-n-e-g-n-z-l-z and colby at cpat 11 that's c-p-a-t-1-1 you can also Find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. Now, make your second listen of the day, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. And just like us, their show is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So have yourself a beautiful baseball day and a beautiful baseball weekend, and we will see you on Monday. Peace.